0: I need to really understand automation and, and make it work for us. I do. I just love American manufacturing. I think that's the smartest thing in 30 years of selling machine tools and seeing so many different
1: job shops. You want to bring work back to this country. You want to do great things like it has to be wrapped around automation. Oh, he was trying yesterday. He was not You was got a in. quick one in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, they're holding hands. <laughs> uh, good thing great. about
1: Keith is the I can pretty much hurt anything, but his mouth will still work. <laughs> 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 that's right. Can keep talking. He's still functional. He's no like one of those cartoon <laughs> characters. Yeah, know, he's, like, right. he's, like, <laughs> he's like he's like all casted up in the hospital, but then he's still
3: like talking on the phone. How many spindles do you need? How many spindles? Do you need? How many tools? How many tools? <laughs> What's up, Rick? Not too much. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks enjoying for coming out of Texas, yeah, man. Enjoying myself down at the Titan shop here. That's heck for sure. Yeah, yeah. And
1: we're surrounded by robots. Yeah. I know. Look it's at these things. Crazy, right? It is crazy. It's crazy. Automation, good. baby.
3: It's the way to go. It yeah.
1: is. Super yeah. good. So, Rick, so you have a company or you just sold just a company? just been out of it, yes. Okay. Yep. yep. So, how long did you have? So, this company, um, what did you guys make? Uh, what kind of company? Everything I mean, and anything. I
3: mean, when job we shop. started out. Yeah, definitely the job shop. Thirty. It was in nineteen ninety two. Nice. That's when you started. Out, that's when it started. Just me. Uh, my brother Jamie came on three or four months later. Beauty. Uh, and we just somewhat slowly grew. Nice. Uh, to where, like last in October second of this year, I've divested, divested myself fully. At that time, we, we were three different locations, and uh, we had 225 employees at that point. Wow! Yeah. And
0: it's I'mco, right? You it's I'mco, and that's started I'mco, or did started
3: you, I'mco, and yeah, in from scratch. Yeah. And
0: what does I'mco stand for again? You told it's
3: East Iowa Machine Company. Yeah, you know? very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It was good. It was a good run, you know, and it, it just time to grew go. and grew. Yeah, it was, that's uh, awesome. Uh,
1: did you set out? Like, were you a machinist on the floor and you just had a vision that you want to start your own company or yeah, I, why did you start?
3: I start, you know, I was a machinist in high school. I would not say a machinist. I was the guy running the saw. Yeah. You know, I had nice. a small shop, but I was the only non-family uh, employee of the company. It was like me and the two sons. Holy right. And smokes. the third son came later. And that company grew pretty well, too. I, I worked there seven, eight years, a couple different times, but... Uh, yeah, from there, I moved. I, I worked in several different jobs. I worked at a John Deere. I was grinding crankshafts for nice. tractors. Nice. And, uh, I ended up at Rockwell Collins in the avionics division. Uh, ran big company. Big company. Heck yeah, it up is. Up there, you know, I think they had 14,000 in their conglomerate then. Jeez. But they're huge now. Yeah. They're all over the Big, big company. But uh, yeah, senior fab, op, fab ops guy was there. But, uh, you know, I learned a lot. Uh, Prior to Rockwell Hacks, he was a manager of a shop that was part of a foundry. So I nice. really learned a lot with the the casting business and the raw material side. And we did a lot of work for the steel mills at the time. That's so, so it was nice. even, you know, you're just really- Solving problems, stuff. working yeah. with customers. Yep. Making chips. Uh, yeah, making, making chips. chips. And yeah, a bunch chips. of other stuff, it sounds like, we, too. You the know, the, probably the best thing that we did, you know, whether I can say this or not, but uh, <laughs> one of the best it. things that happened to us and back in '92, you're in Iowa, right? Yeah. And and John Deere is like the the golden ring of course for you know. Yeah. I, and at that time, John Deere was cutting their vendor base, mm. and I really think that that was a, you know a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because we never got in, and and so we just yep. went a different way. And uh, one thing that we did that that really is quite a bit different. It isn't as different now. But we would do anything anyone asked us to do. Sure, so awesome. we grew in in different operations. You know, yeah, just from you know we're plasma cutting, flame cutting, laser cutting, robotic welding. We're doing our own induction hardening in house. Wow, we're doing all these different processes in house that most people don't do. But you see it more and more now, where people are doing the fab and machine. Yep, yep. Uh, so you know it's becoming more and more prevalent because you you're so much more competitive when you're not shipping stuff back it. and forth you and, know I, I, I love all that
1: and I'd love to just kind of stay there for a second yeah there was a, a company where we're from yeah uh, on the west coast applied materials oh yeah very similar yep. to the John Deere story Very there is so many different companies we're just like trying to get in with applied and when uh, when I was running other companies, we were doing a lot of applied work and, and I saw it. I saw like everybody's high and then, and they want to suck you up, you know, yeah. and, and they just want all of your time and they just take more and more and more. And then all of a sudden they go down and everyone yeah. goes down yeah. and the whole base like slow yep, and stuff. You probably had a lot of companies that you worked oh. with, same thing, right? It's a, when you it's so it's so funny, right?
0: When he you said John Deere and that right. golden ring and what you're looking for yeah. and all the it's exactly the same company that came to my mind was was Applied Materials. Yep. I remember a guy Lewis at Tri Delta, one of the first shops I called on. This was back in '94, and I was young, I didn't know anything, and I went up to him. I said, "So, what do you you know? Who mm-hmm. do you do work for? Do you do work for Applied?" And he says, Oh no, no, I'll yeah. never do work for Applied. You know, they build you up and they break mm-hmm. you down. Right. And and in the Bay, you know, working in the Silicon Valley, you would see guys that when you knew Applied was rolling, it'd be Ferraris and right. Porsches right. and everything in front of the in front of the offices. And then eighteen months later, it'd be auction slips everywhere. Yeah. It was crazy. It's yeah. very cyclical.
2: A lot of shops, you know, make that mistake of putting all their eggs in one yeah. basket. Yep. 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 And then before you know it. The eggs are broken. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: and then they're one dimension. You know, That's like right. they're they're just doing, they're solving those problems, machining those parts, and and they'll just that the job we were talking about with Jim Bowler. Oh yeah. That yeah, it's like same the thing. Contracts and contracts yep. and millions of dollars, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're yep. gone. And it's one job one Should job that they just yeah. fill you up with. And uh what I heard you talking about was all these different processes right. that you put in place. It wasn't just one dimensional you were like multi-generate multi-different
3: processes but also multi-different industries great so in the end we had less than 20 percent in any given industry and or customer yeah we never had this huge monkey on our back of a customer and and never in one given industry so that you know we used to be a little more ag in ag c- cyclical, you know, every five, six years are up and down. Yep. Depends on oil. Depends on the price of corn, you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot of know, factors. Yeah, it is. You yeah. Know, yeah. Because oil affects price corn because ethanol and it's, just, yep. you know, this, this whole roundabout deal, but yeah. You know, but it's it, funny
0: it, when you say that too, you're right. I think that's the smartest thing in 30 years of selling machine tools yeah. and seeing so many different job shops is, you know, one, if you're more diversified, it's obviously multiple different industries. But number two, there isn't a shop that holds you captive, you know, right. because, yep. again, let's say you've got 60 percent. Well, that, when you're 60 percent of one company, 60 percent still a lot, not 100 or even or 90, right. but 60 percent that they keep giving you work. And what are you going to do? You're going to piss off all your other right. customers because you're so held by what
1: they need from
0: you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It makes but, it
1: tough. But it's it's that. That thing, though, man. When when you're a shop and oh, somebody's giving read. you that work, yep. and, and hard you're to just, turn away. You're nailing It's the work easy, and it's <laughs> yeah. It's just money. too, it's too just easy, gravy. Yeah. And they and they're like, and you're making like all of this money, and yep. they're like, we're gonna give you more money and more money. It's like what happened with me. I knew that yep. I had all my eggs in one basket, yep. but then I was growing so fast. I was like, all right, once I get here, then I'm gonna actually expand right. and go into all these different things. But. It, I just didn't get there. Yeah. The economy hit oh eight oh nine, but I learned my lesson now. Yeah, you know, did yeah. you did you go through any periods where you learned that lesson, or you just set out and you just had a lot of customers?
3: We were always very diverse because you know, being more you know in Iowa, there's not yeah. you know Iowa's I really growing in manufacturing, but there's lighting, nice. there's there's a lot of ag, there's multi multi different industries. Right. I think. Uh, Manufacturing is actually the second largest GDP for the state behind. Great, day, of course. Wow. So, wow, very, and, cool. and they really support it, so it's been very well. But I, you know, I did I intentionally? I wish I could say I intentionally <laughs> did this, but I, I think in uh, you know 2008 or 2009, it really took a big hit. You yeah. know, and, and we were getting affected even when the the new diesel emissions law going to effect because yes. we we're doing some heavy truck, and then they tank. Yep, But before they tank, you know, the new emissions going in on January 1 of, you know, whatever year, yeah. the tier four or whatever it was, you know, it, you know, tier three, tier four, tier five. But tier four had come along and then all of a sudden you're just going, you know, balls to the walls because, you know, they're, they're trying to get it. Everyone's trying to get it by the end of the year. That's right. And then after the end of the year, it just stops. Yeah. yeah. Just stop. not crazy? Yeah, it, it yeah. is crazy. Yeah.
1: But, so, so. You start. So did you guys have, uh, when you started your company, did you have like bays, were you in a building, did you start in a garage, like how did you start?
3: So we, we started in a really small, I, I think we rented 300 square feet from a guy. And, wow. and, it, right. and it was great, you know, I went out and looked at it and it wasn't much to look at. And it, it was a building he built and then stored corn in it. Oh my! But it gosh. was like 20,000 square yeah. feet and he told me, I'll rent your 500 square feet and it was basically empty. Wow! You know, and you, as you grow, you can rent wherever you want it. So, within I think in uh seven years, I think we outgrew the building and then built a forty-some thousand square foot. Oh, wow. and then at, at the one location where you know we we moved from uh, Dyersville, Iowa, to Farley, Iowa, which is five miles up the road, and then we started at forty thousand square feet, and I think it was like one hundred thirty-five thousand square feet. So, so. Uh, so 40,000,
1: and then you said you went up to 135,000. 135, Man. So, good stuff. how, so how, like, we have a lot of machine shop owners and, and people following us and uh, watching this podcast. Sure. What is, what allowed you to grow to having 200 something people? Like, what type of leadership did you stay? Were you the leader, or did you just hire other great leaders, you know?
3: You know, uh, for me, I basically stayed the leader. Yeah. But I worked in the shop a lot. Yeah. Everyone could. It, it is. You know, the, I wasn't afraid to do anything. I could program and it's run huge. everything in the shop. Yep. Uh, and they all knew it. Yep. So it was kind of. Made him a little nervous, so to speak. Can't but, get
0: one by on Rick. Well, they knew. What, yeah, they knew what to
3: expect. Yeah, you know? and they they weren't going to come in with some halfcock story about why something wouldn't work. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the, yeah. that's the whole thing. They try. You know, not all of them, but some people do. They'd rather not do it. You know, it's going to be tough. We Heck don't yeah. want to do it. So. Heck yeah. yeah, but
1: yeah. You're, you're. I imagine you're running night shift. We, we were Maybe on three shift. shifts at the end, and you ha- you do have to trust other people to yeah oh definitely
3: yeah. definitely. But we had a core group of guys that you know worked with me from day one. You know we had wow. a lot of guys with thirty years, twenty five years in. Nice. Uh, so they yeah
0: it worked out well. That was some of the best shops you know, and that's just again going back to what you just said, the leadership is always key when you don't have a lot of turnover right when you see that a shop's a revolving door you'll see guys coming in and out of there all the time you know something's wrong at the top you know it could be a good environment to work in in terms of shop in terms of machinery that they have but if people are still coming and going at least if you've held on to employees for right 25 30 years you know you've done something right good job Yeah, yeah you know
2: as a machinist how many times have we had to take orders from somebody who had no idea what we did for a living. 100%. And And that's a problem. Yeah, and as a machinist, it's hard to respect leadership that really doesn't know what you do for a living. 100%. So you being out there on the floor, I guarantee you, you got a lot more respect than you would have otherwise.
1: And I I say that all the time. You know, it's like if you can't hold machinists accountable, like if you don't have the talent to actually run the machines and you don't understand how they actually work and you don't put that time in to learn it, how are you going to keep people accountable? And therefore – where are you in time you have no idea you're just taking somebody's word for it <laughs> but machining i mean it is an art it is a, I mean no you can have a hundred machinists and every single one is different and how the time it takes to make anything or do anything is vastly different and those that are efficient and talented they make great money and the shops do well and those that don't the shops don't right. you know
0: and sometimes it's not even more like there's i had a shop up in in lincoln and this guy sent all of his work out his whole time he was building parts uh he sent him out to a local machine shop and he just had to live with what they told him and and, right. and one day he's like you know what i'm just gonna buy he bought a machine from me just a little tool room mill and a part that this guy was telling him was 40 minutes he's like i did it in 25 minutes like and and my part looks so much better than his yep. And it only took about a year and a half. He had six machines on the floor, zero work going out, all in house. And sometimes, like you said, you have no accountability. Hey, Rick, this no, oh, this took me fifty minutes, and it's really right you know, twenty right. minutes. You know, you just you have
2: to have some knowledge around it. And that was something else that I like that you said is that you were bringing all these other processes in house because how many other times have we had things like coatings or. Hardening, you know, stuff goes wrong with parts you've already made, and now you can't sell them because some third party screwed them up right, for you. So. Right?
0: Yeah, one stop shop. Yeah, yeah, that's a good w- deal.
3: One one thing we never got into is like the like the finishing and coating because there's a little more li- <laughs> <laughs> little liability, in the OSHA or not OSHA, but the yeah. environmental yeah, side, environmental guys. Yeah, and, yeah, too many regs. But you know, you look at like powder coating. You put in a two million dollar powder coat system, and you know they'll paint you know we were having like a two foot square cube box you yeah paint it for like two dollars yeah you know and it's a forty dollar box you Hell know or, no. can you really do yeah. that you know, no it, you yeah
0: know. not happening that's but crazy we worked
3: with a couple of our actual customers who had the big powder coat lines we're doing for the big oems yeah i like john deere and stuff so they certify and all that so it worked great Heck you yeah. get a little pole going back and forth you know
0: now you said you didn't get into that in the beginning but did you eventually work for john deere at all do a little bit
3: you, you i know, would imagine we, we do a lot of you're too big not to we're, we do a lot of second tier okay we, we we have we have a vendor number and all that yeah but, yeah okay uh, we do okay. a lot of second tier yeah and, and it works well yeah
0: absolutely uh, yeah I was i had a number of Boeing guys the same way first tier boeing tough to get into number one yeah. tough to keep up with all that they do but second tier third tier you know what i don't have to do the paperwork i don't have to go through all these hoops here's your, here's your work you deal with it <laughs> it's not bad sometimes you know, we
3: became iso certified yeah. and all that and i think that was really good for us you know a lot of people you think it's a pain but it's not really. Yeah. It, you know it really helps you in the end as long yeah. as you go about the right way and you don't paint yourself into a corner with it which yeah, you can do you can you know? absolutely yeah.
1: i think people that struggle with you know just the documentation and everything are people that have a shop that's in them there's a big mess there right you know yeah right. but as soon as you start dialing everything and you start documenting everything right. and, and getting all your processes in order then it makes life easy right you know? absolutely And and that's yeah. all anybody wants is they want to be able to look at you and see that you have a, a license to drive right and basically not have to go babysit you that, hey, if, if these guys are all documented and they're ISO or AS9100, then then they're good to go. We don't have to worry about that. Let's just move on to yeah. make some incredible parts. So as, as all the employees grew, as your companies, you know, you went to three different facilities. At what time did you start looking at automation and, and understanding, man, I need to really understand automation and, sure. and make it work for us?
3: So we, we always tended to go toward automation, but really a really big <laughs> turn was in 2014 when I took an investment partner on. Okay. And then it, it, and it knew I, I would give me more time. Uh, and it, you know, moved more of the people up that were managers. Heck yeah, becoming more responsible and stuff. And I was still available, but I did focus more into the automation. Yeah, uh, awesome. So that's when we really pushed in the robotics. Uh, you know, prior to that, you know, I, you know, like like I was telling. You know, here before that you know at the end of the year when there's more money in the bank than at the beginning of the year hey we're it's a good thing yeah. yeah we bought some machines there's more money in the bank hey yeah. we're going we built a building you know we're going yeah but not not even having a clue really how did what we we're actually making or not yeah you know yeah. we, we kind of did but after Dude. the investment then we absolutely knew because they knew exactly where it was but <laughs> you know I, I think we were running around a 14% EBITDA, you know, like before yep. 2014, I had never heard the word EBITDA before. Right, you know? right. But now I'm, I'm focused on it all the time. But uh, we were running around 14% then, and last year we were running just under 20%. Very you know? good. So it's uh, just a huge increase. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Did you have parts or
0: the jobs that you did leading up to some of the, the stuff we see behind us in terms of just pick-and-place type automation? Did you have, like, uh you know automated horizontals did you add multi pallet horizontals or vertical no no, no. okay
3: we, we, uh we've we had a pallet changer and a vertical sure. i mean we had okay. a bunch of horizontals with uh you know with the pallet changers on
0: yeah just a two pallet no yeah, no we, we had
3: gotten into a robot system years ago uh, we had uh robot welders for probably got gotcha. you 20 years which, Gotcha. but there's still tough to program i mean they're they're, they're tough there's not something nothing simple on that right but uh you know going from that you know we, we started with one robot loading the lathe and actually was on a muffler tip that ended up in harley Davidson. hello and, and it was like yeah it set it up and we ran i think we started with a tt 1800 hmm. and it ran ran great and then after nine months our we were making it for a pipe manufacturer out in south carolina hello and uh they did something and they lost the contract so then that robot sat for like six years oh gosh! and we just kind of you know you couldn't move it. it was always in the way we parked it where it was kind of out of the way and just ran that machine manually holy smokes and it's just because it was so difficult you know you could pay someone to come in and set up the next part but we just didn't have you know that job, thousands of yeah. parts to run. Yeah, yeah. So
0: sometimes the, that's what it is. You have to have the right work. That's, well, you know,
3: back then, yeah. But now you don't. Yeah. You know, So like these robots, we change over twenty-five, fifty pieces. We might change them over five, six times a day. Really? And so yeah. It's but it, you know, so that robot we actually I finally said, hey guys, you know we're we're going to use it. Let's yeah. pick two jobs out and and get it to work, and we did. And so that's all we run on that TT eighteen hundred every month. Okay. is just these two jobs. So that's awesome. That's a yeah.
0: great kind of lead into into what this is. Explain the difference. Then if, if that robot, it was just what a it was just a pick and place, and then you you that was a production type environment though, and then this here today, no, like you said, you can go with a high mix.
3: Right, high mix. So this is a user interface that makes it really simple. Yeah, to to program is it's almost like a CAM system, but it's basically ten questions. Ask you 10, 12 questions, and half of them are redundant, you know? Yeah. yeah. They are. You're gripping the OD or the ID. Well, <laughs> 90% <laughs> of the time you're gripping on the OD. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, compared to the other one, is basically you, you had to start out and reprogram the whole thing Got for the it, most part. It's yeah. just, you know, it was crazy. The, the, the whole programming of robots versus the like machine tools, everyone's kind of does the same and they use the same G codes. Most of the M codes are the same. Yep, yep. But in the robots, it's like everyone picked a different route to run (laughs) down and no one no one standardized and, and that, they're still different and but. that
0: has to have a little bit to do with also the plates that you put into the system as well right because then like you said to reprogram the whole robot right. you're starting yeah. from scratch when you have a plate that's got a stencil if you will in there the robot knows exactly where to start and finish yeah it,
3: it calculates so yep. you know it's the round part in the square and it, yep. it, you know how it shifts up and it, it does the calculation but that's all part of the software yeah it's uh, the I, part software that's the trick yeah,
1: yeah. i think we gotta slow down a little yeah. bit you know <laughs> so we're, we're talking about this uh the halter and this robot and the whole system you basically can just move this machine yeah. as you were saying i see the same thing i go to all these different companies and i go to watch walk past the cell and the robot's just sitting yeah you know what i mean for whatever reason either they don't know how to run it good something happened to it they lost a contract but it's always sitting and and either it's attached to the machine or attached to the floor in front of the machine and and it's a problem yeah and that's one thing that i fell in love with was like you know i always looked at robots it was like you have to be able to move them from machine to machine to machine easily and that's exactly what halter did with this is like there's a pin in the floor and basically it positions it and you can take that that robot right there in that whole you know cell, and just t- put it on a different machine. Put it on a five-axis over there. Then go put it on a lathe. And so, when it came to halter, so you were running robots, and we then, were running one robot. Okay, and then and we then, got into the halters. Yeah. How, so how did you learn about halter and and like, I, I heard from Bowder, Bowder. Yep, Bowder. Right? yep. that that you were like just asking them all kinds of questions right. and all this.
3: So it was a uh, 2014 machine tool show in Chicago. We go. always take a bus load of guys, and whoever will go. Yeah. Uh, uh, we won't. We don't pay them for the day because we feel they have to have the interest in it. Because if we paid them for the day, you know, we'd have to have two or three buses. buses. Yeah. yeah. All right. Barry. Barry, you're not getting paid next time. <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> On
0: kidding. your own volition.
1: <laughs>
3: but you know we wanted them to have interest in it and you know and we always had a good time and we had coolers of beer and all that on the way home and went out to supper and it it was a good time so we went in 2014 i always went in a couple days early and kind of scouted the show and found interesting stuff and i pointed out to them so they'd get in little groups and we'd have a little powwow before they all took off Mm -hmm. you know mainly what time you're going to be back yeah yeah right but uh yeah, I'd say, you know, this is what i seen. Check this out. Check that out. But, you know, I, and I ended it with you know, your focus today is look for stuff to make your job better. make yeah. Make your job easier. Good on you. Try and look at automation wherever you can. So we did that, went out, and, and that was my job, too. I was focused on that. But there there just wasn't. In 2014, the robots were still the extremely hard to program. Exactly. Nothing simple. Yeah. And I was pretty disgusted with the day <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know you know we're back in the bus and you know and the coolers are popping and you know and the beer going and i'm on my computer because we're stuck in chicago traffic of you course. know it's outside of chicago at 4:30 in the afternoon on a friday it's horrible yeah <laughs> so uh and then i was online i found Wouter online on hmm. the halter system so that was in september i went out and visited him in october uh and then we've we ordered the first four units and brought them in in january beautiful i think they beautiful. arrived in january so
0: they weren't at imts they you no, just you just no. had to
1: find them afterwards like yeah. there's got to be something better
3: yeah yeah you know there's got to be something better than what,
1: wait wait what, so imts didn't have it and then you went online to actually find it that's right crazy. You know,
0: like, that's right. kind of like something huh, we yeah, do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's good they have it now yes, <laughs> we've been there that's since right. 2016 yeah
2: well it's funny too because you know i i was programming uh, robots from like 2005 to 2013 right. and uh what you said about them being difficult is so true and, oh. I, and I probably wrote thousands of them and if we would have moved the machine a quarter of an inch then right. every it's single off. one of those programs would be trash right? right.
1: one. a quarter and, inch yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yeah this amazing company you sold this company. You probably don't have to work
3: if no. you don't wanna no
1: but but you're working with these guys, yeah like what you like know, what I, well, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like what's up?
3: I, I do I just love American manufacturing, I think That's I awesome, can man. I'm on two or three different boards. Nice. I'm on a board of a company that is really struggling, and they're big they're you know three hundred employees wow. and and they're stuck struggling because they got into this deal of only having a few customers mm, mm. you know they're they're mill that's it you know and, and it's they're just in trouble
0: so you got to give them the rick hoffman playbook. well i'm, I'm trying yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it works you know yeah I, oh shoot uh, yeah I,
3: you know i i've visited multiple customers you know yep. and i like it with hauler because i go out and visit co- companies and yep. give them my ideas and you know i just did this down in florida sat and talked to a guy for two and a half hours heck you not not talk about the Holler. we talked about business and they're yeah. just a new company starting out so and i've done that multiple times uh that's multiple awesome times man. yeah what do, you,
0: what do you think is the one glaring thing when you go into a an, into a shop and this guy maybe saw you like what you did. Looked at uh, halter online, and you're going in there. What's the one thing that you you just noticed, Oh my God! Okay, you need this.
3: You know, uh, I, I think that because of how robots started out, like in, like you said in 2005, 2008, they're extremely difficult. Yep. And You had a lot of them sitting in corners. Yep. You know, yep. and and you know, like you said, they either lost this, lost that, or they lost the guy who was programming yep. it. Very and, much. So. that's exactly. Gone. Yep. But I, I think they have that fear that it's it's, net, it's not, you know, it's that same way. It's still that way. Because yeah. I'll go in and tell them, you know, you can, you can literally program this in five minutes and you're up and going. And I, I know they're like, you're lying to me, you know. That's <laughs> so uh, that's the biggest hurdle I have. But, you know, because... Even like these guys, uh, we, we were just down yesterday in Houston and this guy, well, yeah, we got, you know, we got a job that's got a thousand parts. We'd be able to put it, I go, you, you got a job with 20 parts you can put. You're in. Job. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, thousand, forget the thousand. You know? Wow. But, that's the difference then. Yeah. Because that's the mindset I think
0: a lot of people have. I think I even said it to you and I've, I've, I've been around robots for the last, you know, good 15 right. years. And it is something that I think that the stigma I have in my mind is you got to have a lot. Got to have a volume. Yeah. yeah. And you don't volume. anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. 25,
3: 50 pieces.
1: Just the because volume. the changeover is so simple. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Quick and easy to change over. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited because 2024 is
3: stacking up
1: big oh, for us. It's uh, stacking up big. Yeah. First, we, we had, we've always had the horizontals and, and you know, a few pallets and stuff. And then we went and we brought the the round pallet pullover. Oh yeah, yeah, VPP. The and then we just oh, got yeah. the linear pallet system over here on yep. the DN. Yep. And then, of course, with bar feeders and different things, oh, yeah. we've always been, you know, working on the automation and stuff. But now we just got three of the halters in and uh, throughout our videos and different things, we're going to not only teach how to actually, you know, program jobs for automation, but we're going to just teach how to simply Right, program them and then just change them out. Change them change out. Them change out. them out. Right. You know, and I, I would always tell people, you know, what what sucks is a lot of machinists and people are just scared of robots. Yeah, and they just don't understand them and i always tell people man you want to bring work back to this country you want to do great things like it has to be wrapped around automation yep they have automation in china and other countries making these parts their cell phones are now automated even the assembly is automated it's like why can't you just bring them back over here and automate over here yep you know but it's like a lot of people they just need to see it First. They, they need to see it. Like they're looking at it and they're thinking about the control and all the things they have to do and how long it takes. And then, wait, he said five minutes? Like, yeah, you know right what I mean? You know. Yeah. So they I think, we, think can, we need to put a stopwatch and actually have some <laughs> real program sessions just so we can, like, show how quick it is. Yeah, you know? I'm super yeah. excited yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that a lot, there's a lot of companies out there that are, like, scared, but it's like, look, you know. You might not have 100 employees for 100 companies, but you'll have 30 employees for 10,000. You know what I mean? It's true. So way more companies, less employees, but they're well paid because the company is efficient and putting out a ton of product and it's automated and it's like, this is the way it should be. And then your customers know that, hey, these guys are a job shop you know, or a production facility, but they're automated, they're doing all the right things, so we're gonna stick with them because as their prices get even better because of the automation, right. like hey, they're a great partner for us, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah.
3: You're definitely way more competitive being automated. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I think that's one of your biggest keys too is the ROI on these things. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, what, what is it penciled generally if you've got a, let's say a two-shift shop?
3: So, two-shift shop, we figure about a year. A year. <laughs> invest. And if it's Come three on. Sh- three shifts, it's six months or so. Yeah. You know, if you're one shift, it's about a year and a half.
0: And then you, that. that's great to say because, okay, let's even take a single shift shop, right? And a year yeah. and a half, this thing's yeah. paid for itself. So in a year and a half, you got an employee that's sitting in front of that machine, and now he could go do something better. I know that you guys have always said the robot will make the, the, the machinist or the guy that's in front of that machine even better. Right. right? Yeah.
3: Well, it's, it's doing the redundant work. You know, I mm-hmm. when I was, uh, you know, in high school, I was loading the machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. manual, but I was
2: still loading it. Exactly. It hasn't changed since. You know, yeah. it's still,
3: you're loading that chuck or you're loading
2: this vice. Exactly. That's the same. Yeah. And you know? that, that's one of the biggest benefits I saw with them is a lot of the parts that we were doing were heavy. Yeah. And as a machinist, a lot of the things that ruin our bodies is the repetitive motion, the yep. standing in one spot on a concrete floor the whole day. So if you're able to move around and do other things, that are valuable to the company. You know, the robot really pays for itself. Yeah. Good call.
0: That's a great call. Man. Well, you know,
3: it's hard enough to get employees now. Yep. I mean, it really is. And if you think they're going to stand there and plug a part in a machine every 50 seconds, yep. every day, day in, day out for two, three years, yeah, it, yeah. it's not going to
2: happen. It's like it's a derogatory nuts. term now, oh, yeah. operator. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. operators don't get paid either. Right. You know? right. It's true. It's right. true.
1: You know, one one thing that I'll 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 mention, and this is like this is awesome because now, to fund free education, everybody everybody that actually watches us and have watched us over the last decade knows that everything we put out is a hundred percent free, all teachers, all students, yep. two hundred thousand students on our academy. All of it is 100% free. And because we want to take it to a whole nother level, we have to keep rising on levels. So yep. not only now are we selling mills to help fund free education and different types of tools, but now we're going into the CNC machine tool sales and we're actually now we're selling robots, man. Yep. We're, Absolutely. we're selling robots and stuff. So on you can actually, right now, we're about to have a crazy website that's going to go up. Uh, here just in a few days but they can actually contact you keith at times of titans of cnc ask questions and stuff but it's not only the robot and the cell but it, i love that you can actually take all these machines older machines that are not equipped with an auto door and you guys created your own auto door that's only takes a couple hours to actually yeah. install probably takes you an hour but maybe three hours four hours (laughs) yeah but it basically just sits across the top wires into the control basically opens the door even if you don't have a robot it's just nice you know And you can like just every day right when the job finishes you can just have that door open bingo yep we have one
3: customer who really doesn't he hasn't gotten into the robots yet but they, they have he, loves he loves the auto door he loves door. he's bought it's 30 crazy. or 40 of them and he says their production went up 10 percent, 10 to 15 and and the main thing is the visual yes because when doors when the open employee, jobs it, not running yeah yeah that spindle's yep. not running when that door is open yeah yep. it's it's a visual to the employee as well as the supervisors <laughs> i mean it's yep. it's just a little nudge both ways yeah you know yeah I, mean? I love
1: that like yeah. i like chip fans and i like the mist collectors and You just have this like or the fan boom you know getting the chips out and then all of a sudden the door opens and then everybody's like boom and you're right those auto doors you know
0: uh, i used to sell them back in the day and it would it would be literally one out of 50 customers would buy an auto door but the guy that bought it he would say the same thing similar to what barry was saying about the lifting that guy's not yanking the door open a hundred times a day and back and forth and right when the cycle's done doors open and that thing you guys did an amazing job i know that uh, halter put that together and it is clean it looks like oem i mean it does not look like it's some funky add-on that thing is is very nicely done
1: but yeah, so we're selling the doors now. Yep, and on our store exactly. And the then, doors uh, are on the store. But then, it, then it comes to vices. I mean, chucks are pretty easy because a lot of them are already automated and stuff. But then, uh, when it comes to you know devices and stuff, so we're gonna actually go through all of it yes. and just keep like, hey, you can start with this and then add this and add this and. But that's a lot of the knowledge that right. people don't have that they need is like okay, that sounds good, but to change from part to part to part, how many, you know, grippers, different grippers do I need? How many different, like, how much does all of this cost? And I'm even, like, excited to just kind of journey down that path. And I think it's like, like end mills and stuff. You create standards for types of right. parts and stuff. So you got anything you can say towards that? I mean, there's, there's a little learning curve right there.
3: Yeah, you know, it's... A standard gripper set basically is almost like a, a standard lathe chuck set. Yeah. But a standard gyp, uh, gripper set will basically run almost every part yeah, until you, you get into, like, a casting or something like that. And then we make specials for that. It's just got a funky But literally... Design standard grippers said will go from you know 1 inch up to 10 inches. Hello. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah.
1: then I think that that's a great opportunity for us also to start showing the advancements in 3D printing.
3: Yeah. on right. printing
1: your own grippers yeah, and, that, right. and special shapes to grab unique parts and stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
2: Designing robot grippers was actually what got me started in SolidWorks. Well, is that right? I'd never designed anything, but I had to design so many grippers for the different size sheet metal parts we were doing that got me into SolidWorks. So. Heck yeah, damn it.
0: That's I, great stuff.
2: I,
3: I was used to SolidWorks, but I never knew how to do it. I was pretty good 2D programming, but <laughs> I took the free course from Titan. No, oh, nice. man. Well, it was, it was like two day. to three years ago, yeah. and it, it was great. You know, I mean, it was. It was you know, I'm, I'm waiting for it to ask me for my credit card. <laughs> 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 you know. That's right. And I'm wondering, did it get my credit card? You know, yeah, somehow, you know, it's still free. You know, yeah, That's good. But, so, yeah, well, It was good. It was really good. Yeah. And I will not say I'm great at it, but I know how to do it.
2: You know? yeah, and yeah. I don't do it enough. I but. love
1: it. I see, I see these these guys and owners on, like, LinkedIn, and they'll be like, hey, you need to go to Titans of CNC and, and go do these classes. And somebody will be like, oh, I 100% agree. And, I keep waiting for the paywall, you yeah. know, but it yeah. never comes and stuff. And <laughs> and that's why like people ask me like, Oh, you guys are selling stuff. Absolutely, man. We're we're here trying to like build funding to solve the problems that nobody's ever solved. And that's with education, that's with awareness. And and it is an expensive problem to solve. But uh just excited that uh yeah, we just keep having better partners and yes. Yeah. Super excited to get the robots in and So let me, I don't want to just have like all, just all roses and rainbows and stuff, you know? What is like some of the pitfalls that people could fall into that they should have their minds on stepping
3: into an automation system? You know, uh, one of the things that we see, you know, you go in and and this this guy, you know, you'll look at some of his stuff and 95% Ninety-five percent of the stuff he's running should be on a robot. Wow, you know, okay. twenty-five pieces, fifty pieces, and then then all you know. Typically, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I got this one part in the back room. We run once a year, and they bring out you know like this octopus. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you yeah know, right, that's yeah. some funky. Uh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it could it be done? Yeah, but it's going to be not so expensive. You know, yeah, grab the, amount of the low. Set up the amount yeah, of everything. Get the low hanging fruit and yeah. and run with it. You know, and then as you get into it more and more. You know, this is not for everything. If you run sure. fifty million parts, it's really not for that. You can do it, but at that point, you know, now it's more into the integration and yeah, they're really complex. It doesn't cells. have it might not have the speed, right? That, yeah, right. It, it's. But we've run, you know, I, I think we were in two million parts through two on machines and two of these. Wow, uh, fifty-second cycle over about a two-year period of time. And, 24-7. Uh, 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, yeah, we would have killed six operators yeah. you know, on that <laughs> time. Exactly. We're chucking them in if and they baited that the... long, they'd oh, have been yeah, like, if there's six yeah. weeks, I'm out. I'm yeah. tapping out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you can do that. But think about that.
0: You're right because, right, we normally think of high heavy production as, you know, horizontals with pallets, you know fixture plates on a vertical that we could just load up and and right. and, and lock in there and do mo- you know hundreds at a time. So yeah, take away the speed of that
1: in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And then so I said like setbacks, but yeah, anything else as far as like getting the robots, like like any other advice on just
3: pe- what, what people should think about. You know for me it was all you know i think when you go into it you know as you grow on your own it's not it's you know you can always try to get this high volume stuff but yeah. that's the most competitive you got that stuff, right it's if you can automate the lower medium volume yeah. yeah and be competitive and make your employees happier so they're not plugging parts in and out of a machine all day yeah, yeah we, we got that swiss call.
1: multi-spindle with like eight bars coming through and oh, it's yeah, dropping yeah. parts in 11 seconds like yeah that's, that's, that's <laughs> you don't hard want to, anybody standing in front of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and there's some different pro- i've seen different you know machines where you just had like spindles and robots on the top and and it was everything going, yeah. it was fast you know but there's just different different styles i remember a guy up in parts. a shop
0: uh northern california he's like Got this big uh, production job. It was like 2,000 pieces. And they don't get that. This job. Right. this job shop was more of a, you know, five of this, 10 of that, 20 of these. And he goes, Oh, it feels good though. I could just set this up and let it go. He goes, But that's it. Two weeks of this and I'm done. I want to get back to my yeah. Yeah. You can only, you know, last so long. It's too redundant and boring. Right.
3: People want a little change. Yes. You know, certain, certain guys don't. They like the same thing over and over. And, yeah, yeah. You know, but for the most part, people want to change.
0: I want to ask one question real quick. Go back to the grippers. There was a company we met. I met the uh, the gentleman at, at Emo in in Germany when we were there with Valter ba- okay. uh, and Spela. Uh, Finbo, the grippers, uh, quick change grippers. Do you know? Oh who, yeah. Uh,
3: I'm trying to think what it is. There yeah. was a
0: there was a company Finbo. They made these quick change grippers, and they were, they were like slinkers? fingers. Yeah, or? they were fingers, and. Uh, Vouter had told me about them. you know ho oh, Keith makes even it more simple when you're, sure. when you're changing over but uh is that maybe they, they have
3: one with that has like a spring loaded deal yes. you can you can press both that's sides it. in and that's the just
1: without having the, that's the one the doable yeah. Yeah. really cool yeah. setup yeah engineered yeah. well
0: yeah it
3: is yeah, it yeah. is nice i yeah. just
1: I just think automation and robots in general we're gonna see at Crazy advances in the la- next couple years. Just okay. a couple years. I mean, Elon Musk, that robot that they have oh. is just insane. And what are they talking? They're talking like, I think I heard something like a $30,000 price tag or something. Like, can you're going to you get imagine? the price. Um, crazy. What's, what's it called? Uh, Optimus or something? Autonomous? No. The company? No, I don't know. Ah. I don't know if 30,000. Uh, yeah, can get get that that Elon one Musk's uh,
0: robot? Scrap, scrap that real quick. It,
1: yeah. I th- yeah. Autonomous? it's like optimus or something optimus it's optimus. optimus yeah so i was right optimus Optimus. i don't know if i say i'm saying it right
2: like Octopus, opti- optimus opti- Prime. Optimus, uh, optimus optimus but
1: it but it, um basically i love it because when you look at uh what is the boston dynamics boston scientific yeah. scientific yep. and boston that scientific. thing that thing's scary scary like it's like <laughs> walking and, and like you're in fear it's like i <laughs> robot or something or yeah. what is that old robot movie yeah
2: or like what about that new one the creation the creator oh, yeah. the creator yeah 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 oh yeah robots crazy careful for that yeah.
1: one <laughs> but but real. elon i mean he actually like that the head is just sleek and the arms and the fingers and i think can pick up an egg now yeah, and yeah, metallic, there yeah. within a however many months it's gonna be able to thread thread a needle, needle. which wow. is Crazy, you know, Optimus. and I know that he has a new car that's they're, they're planning on coming out. It's like $25,000, but then to get it that cheap, the automation in the manufacturing plant is so incredible that he's actually putting a bunch of these robots in with his regular automation. Oh, nice. yeah. Incredible. Crazy. Yeah, so, think about that. That's on the horizon. Think about five, 10 yeah. years yeah. from now. Yeah, but, he, but, be- but he's already making like, every two months he's coming out with these advances right just incredible like the egg thing like think about that like to be able to sense and hold something round with your fingers that's fragile you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. super crazy so super excited so now you get you get into you know a system like this and then you just keep your eyes open and you just keep solving the customer's problems and and uh being efficient so you can like give them a great price and make good money and take care of your people and that's what we do and then you just that's get older and get all these employees and then you just
2: sell cash your company out. and <laughs> then you just go work cash out sail and away, that's and right. sail <laughs> away and just work in it because pole. you love it yeah. you know yeah hey we brought Super up movies good, for
0: one second though with the creator and and the what's the first thing you think of when you think of iowa Field the dream, Oh yeah, right. Feel Is that are you near there? Is that? Uh, cool? Oh yeah,
3: I lived in Daresville for twenty years. Very yeah. good. And Very. now he's living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. If
0: you build it,
1: they will come.
3: i have seen robots in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so Very good. good. So Very good. good.
1: So what's so what's what's the future, man? Work for a couple more years. Yeah.
3: Or? You know, I, I th- I'm gonna stay active no matter That's what. Cool. Good I on I love you. Love manufacturing. Love you know, it. Like I said, I, I've 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 went out. You know, visited companies. Talked to a guy in Minnesota. He said, "Hey, I got this company. I just bought in Colorado. Would you go look at it?" And I said, "Nice." Yeah, I said, i happen to be going out there anyway." I swung by, so it was good. You know, yeah, I really like
0: it. It's, aren't it's, the people in this industry
3: the best? Yeah, they're the I, best. I do. I, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it's just like employees. They're the best, but they're also the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the few they ruin it. You know, but for, for overall, that's the best part of it. You know, it is. It is. People it is. are awesome. out. become.
1: It's a family, man. It you is. Become a family. Yeah. Yeah, Super good. That, when we were in California, I knew my wife wanted to leave and I'd always tell her, like, oh, when I retire, and she was so depressed yeah. because she like, this guy's never gonna retire, <laughs> you know? And then one day I walked down, I said, okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's hit all it. Right. Let's go, let's hit it. But hey, Rick, thank you, man. You thank bet. you for yes. the help. Thank you for bringing guys. your team over yeah. here. And yeah, we were doing some good training today and Heck Tyson, yeah. Travis, and all of us, man. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. No, very I appreciate good. Appreciate that opportunity for coming down. Yeah, no, Heck super yeah. good. And Great. if anybody's like interested in actually learning more about Halter, hey, right now just hit up Keith. Hit, Keith get, at titansofcnc.com. And then in just like another week, we're gonna actually have a website come out, and then probably right in the beginning of the year we'll have like a whole thing on Halter and stuff. Yep. And then you can actually purchase from us and help us fund free education. Yep. Absolutely. Hit it.
2: We're out. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Barry, as
1: always, man. Same. Look at that. You didn't even, like, crash anything, (laughs) man.
2: I know. That's probably why you keep putting me on
1: these podcasts, (laughs) to protect the machines. Yeah, baby.